Once upon a time, Chris called Dan and said, I'm having an idea. When Dan got over his initial shock and horror, he agreed to hear Chris out. Suddenly, a podcast was born, and somehow I was sucking into recording the intro to give them a little bit of legitimacy. And so, here we are. Welcome to the Dan and Chris Save the World podcast. Hello? Daniel, Daniel Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. <laughs> that's not what I was expecting. I lost that train of thought when you said that. I have, you know, I, you know, I got my all my uh, like old west, uh, you know, ancient west colonial time guys all all confused. I think it's actually Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett, yeah. Davy Crockett was the Davey king of the Boone. Front. Daniel Boone. That's yes, it. Because we used to listen to Daniel Boone story all the time. This on on tape. One mm-hmm. of the, one of the early you know early stories on tape. Is, and I remember them saying Daniel Dan, or Daniel or something. I don't know. I don't know, was, and, and I don't know but yeah. <laughs> so, so guess what? What? I have but one thing I want to say to you right now. Only one. May the fourth be with you. Oh. And also with you. <laughs> you can always find the Catholics in the crowd. <laughs> I know. I said that during a meeting today, and 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 you know, because someone else said me the fourth said it, and I and I responded, uh-huh. and I said, yeah, and no one responded, no one answered, but I said, you can tell who the Catholics were, but no one, <laughs> no, one uh, no one gave into that one. So. Or there's the there's the new one now. This is the May. This is the May. Yes. <laughs> oh, things we come up with. It's crazy. When did when did this first become a thing? Only in the past couple of years. I thought. So. I mean, I don't really remember specifically, but it's only been in the past couple of years. I know. I think FC three is older than May the Fourth Be With You. It's it's close. It's got to be like when real close. May the Fourth Be With You start. Let's see. The first use of the phrase happened on May fourth, nineteen seventy nine. Really. That's what it says. Let me see. Wow. One day after Margaret Margaret Thatcher was elected as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, her political party placed an advertisement in the newspaper that included the phrase, May the Fourth Be With You. Well, that doesn't have a real kind of Star Wars feel to it. It started from a British political ad. (laughs) It's a a whole bunch of things are saying that. Well, okay. A UK conservative party paid for a newspaper advertisement saying, May the Fourth Be With You. Maggie, congratulations! So for 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 Mag, Mar, Maggie Thatcher there, that's kind of cool. Yeah, everything is saying yeah, May fourth, nineteen seventy nine. It just seems to have gotten bigger recently. Yeah, well, I just feel like it's become a Star Wars thing in the past couple of years, really. But yeah, apparently I was wrong. I thought so too. I'm, I'm actually surprised to see that. <laughs> so yeah, okay, there you go. How are you feeling there, young man? I am doing pretty well right now because this is mm-hmm. uh, this is my off week here. So I, I've had a, a week with no chemo. Okay. So I am back to, I don't know if it's full strength. I'm back to, excuse me, back to closer to what my strength was before. Endurance, not strength, endurance. Mm-hmm. So closer to that anyway. So that's better. Mm-hmm. Um, and tomorrow I start pills again and I'm in, they're upping the dose. So... Yeah, I think I saw your Facebook post about that. Yeah, so normally before it was three pills twice a day. Now it's going to be four pills twice a day, which is what I started with. Mm-hmm. But that got so messed up with the IV stuff and everything that, um, yeah, it 
it, I, I cut back on the pills right away. That was the first thing to go when the, all the IV stuff came around. Yeah. And I'm very happy not to have the IV. Let me tell you that. I can but, imagine. So this is so four pills a day. So hopefully it won't affect me too much more. Okay. Um, you said the biggest thing that I see is is just the the endurance, the fatigue. If I fatigue a lot quicker, mm-hmm. um, so that's and there's diarrhea also, but the diarrhea is easier to control, and you know it's just get it's just liquidy. And mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, so other than that, doing okay right now. I mowed the lawn today without getting out of breath, so that was nice. nice. Last time I mowed, I was still on the pills, and I was <gasps> I had to stop me to kind of not really stop it. I just had to pause and just catch my right. breath for you know a little bit. And right, right. I got the self propelled mower, so it's not too bad. But oh, that's just, good. Just the walking and pushing it was just enough to to do it. So when I bought my new mower last year, I actually avoided getting the self propelled because my yard is so small. Right. Right, I just didn't think it was worth it, and mm-hmm. you know, give me a little extra, you know, oomph to make sure I'm walking yeah. and pushing and getting some cardio in. I, I, I my last one was like that too. Um, so I mean, I and I, I loved it. I think lasted forever. I, I bought it used. I, I actually, my dad bought it used because, you know, that's when I, I got the the last house, and I told my dad, I need, I can you find a lawnmower for me? And he come back like three. You brought like four of them, three or four <laughs> of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was like dad. <laughs> So that's uh, the one, so one I picked. I picked it. Was it Arians, whatever Arians, more, mm-hmm. and it lasted for a long time. Yeah, Arians, I, you can't kill an Arians, man. They're, except, they're, my my snowblowers yeah. and Arians. I, I killed it by uh, hitting the the storm drain in the backyard, and it freezed up the more the the motor. So, <laughs> yeah, it was the, the storm drain came, tends to get sinkholes around it, and I kind of and it sunk, and my motor sunk, and the blades hit the thing, and yeah. And it died. So I bought a new one. I ended up getting a self-propelled one. And I'm kind of glad at the moment that I do. So Yeah. Because it's definitely a little, little easier. You know, it takes 45, 50 minutes to do the lawn. So it's not horrible. But yeah, I like but yeah, it doesn't make sense. We got a small yard. Like I got, you know, there's to my neighbors, the yard smaller than mine. And I got the riding mower. Like, you know, <laughs> we're done like in five minutes. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. I see that. I do see that. I have people whose yards that are as small as mine in my neighborhood with the riding mowers. And it's like, where do you even park it? What oh the hell? God. Why? All you have to do is start it and then move it out of its parking spot. You're half done. I know. It's just crazy. I, I couldn't see it. If I had a, I had a, I'd need a bigger yard. To, to, to justify writing more, you know, if I had my mom's house, maybe that's close. That's not that big a yard. I mean, no, no, really, it isn't. I I really needed one when I was in the house that I was living in with Erica for a long time. And, in Greece. And, yeah, you know, because that was like no oh, Greece. Well, that was yeah. You had a much bigger yard. Well, there. I was over on yeah the old house, the old farmhouse. Yeah, that needed it because that was mm-hmm. that was a weekend project when it had to mm-hmm. mow. Yes, I remember um, in my parents' house. When, you know, we usually had a riding mower, but the riding mower didn't always work. And sometimes I had to resort to the push mower with two acres a yard. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was a long time. With a, with a riding mower, it took about, usually about two hours to mow the lawn. So if I didn't, didn't have a riding mower, um, I didn't finish it usually. <laughs> yeah, you're doing, you're doing sections every day at right. that point. So, but that was that was my my quote unquote job at my parents' house. So that was the lawnmower. I still remember the first time my dad p- put me on a riding mower. Um, he gave me the basics, and then he went and did something. And I was riding. I remember riding into a bush, not knowing how to get out of gear, not knowing how to change gears. And I remember just 
not knowing how to turn it off even because he just taught me really the basics. I don't know, remember how old I was. And just, I was in the bush and I was standing, standing up on the brake pedal yelling, yelling for my dad. And, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't change gears. Didn't, couldn't turn. I didn't, didn't even think about turning the key off. He didn't, he didn't tell me anything. But <laughs> those were the days. Those were, those were the, the days. Yeah, never mind. Okay, we're, we just lost half of our listenership <laughs> right there. So the other half who are staying around, uh, we appreciate you hanging in there through our, our wonderful singing. Oh, <laughs> uh, so how are you doing? I'm okay. I these past couple of days, I am just been drained, yeah. just drained. But that's my own fault, really. When it comes right down to it. You know, I was I was joking with Tanya the other day. Um, I tried getting back on the rowing machine for the first time in months, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my knee buckled a little bit. It was like I, I was not going really hard, you know, full throttle, but I was going just enough that my knee tweaked a little bit. I've been having some issues with my good knee. My left knee is my bad knee. My right knee's been talking up. It's like, oh, oh you've been, no. been doing all this stuff but not paying attention to me, huh? <laughs> and that kind of thing. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, okay. I stretched out a little bit. I wrapped it in a bandage. Tried again. No, no, it's just not comfortable. Okay, well, well, we'll work on that. And then so I decided, well, I want to keep active. I want to at least get something done. So I'll sit down on the Bowflex. I'll do some, you know, upper body stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll do some bench, you know, bench things and, and shoulder yep. presses and stuff like that. I got the second rep out. I'm like, I'm going, I'm pushing out. And all of a sudden, my entire right shoulder just decided, no. And I'm like, what is going, is what is going on here? My best friend is going through cancer treatments and can run for five miles. I am fine and I can't row or I can't bench press 80 pounds. I am feeling completely like miserable. At the Your moment. body is, is just rebelling against everything there. Jeez. It is. It's just like, no, no, you really need a break. Um, I'm, I'm taking the first week of June off. Did I Are tell you? you that? No. I Because um, Memorial Day is Monday, the 31st of mm-hmm. May. And I'm like, all right, I'm just blowing four vacation days. I'll take out Tuesday through Friday there. And I'll just, you know, go from Saturday to, you know, the Saturday of May, the last Saturday of May to the, the first Sunday in in, uh, in June and just be like, done. Okay, I'm just going to sit around. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, you're going to go anywhere? Yeah, bed. <laughs> I'm just going to go to bed. Hopefully the weather will be nice. So at least you can, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, just, just join the outdoors or something or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Just, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have got so many little projects to do around my little postage stamp yard, you know, things that are overgrown, things that I want to clean up. So I want to do some landscaping. And, and, and then, uh, oh, I'm getting a, a weird echo. No, now. I think that was me. I think that was, was that you? I was playing with my little thing of my thing, and I it must have been a little, a little loose. Okay. Your thing is a little loose, Daniel. Yes, uh, I'm a little loose. <laughs> loose as a goose. Yep. And my echo is <laughs> gone, so I guess we're all better now. Yeah. Um. No, and, and I'm very pleased. I managed to get some projects done around the house too. Like you know, I finished, uh, I finished painting my room, mm-hmm. and I did it exactly the way I wanted to, where yeah. it's like a mirror of the home office, so that because they're side by side mm-hmm. in the back of the house, and it came out looking really nice. And I put a fresh coat of paint on the ceiling, and I'm gonna. I got a few odds and end details, but things are going up on the walls now, and mm-hmm. I've uh, I've I've moved my my two dressers are now both on the sleeping porch. Oh, okay. So I, it feels my room feels a little bigger now. Yeah, it, it's only a nine by ten room. My my room, right? So it, and, and so then how, how was the porch during the winter? Oh, frigid. Yeah, 
I took the door between my room and the, the porch off mm-hmm. because I, w- I just wanted it out of the way while I was painting. And I'm thinking, well, during the warm weather months, I'll just keep it off. And it's it's made the room feel bigger because I have this doorway, this archway into the sleeping porch. Okay. And and so it's made it very nice. And I put my infrared heater out there. Mm-hmm. So and it, when it got brisk, I just turned the heater on low and, you know, the room would be cozy. Okay. Um, what I'm probably going to do is I'm, I'm weighing whether or not I want to put like a thermal curtain over that archway for the winter months, or if I just want to put the door back and make hmm. the room feel like shrink again, kind of a thing. I don't know. I think in, you got in a the, few months to think about it. Yeah. And the nice thing about it being, you know, I'm in no rush cause this is my house now, mm-hmm. right? I've right. been in it for almost three years. You know, I have no plans of moving out anytime soon. I'm thinking in the long run, all of the storm windows that are that are the <clears throat> the, the the boundary of my sleeping porch, mm-hmm. I'll have those all removed, and I'll put regular, actual like triple plane ping regular oh, yeah. like windows in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I can take um, I can take a couple of duct pieces of ductwork and just have the the heat sent out there as well. So yeah. I can channel, so it's going into my room and into the porch at the same time. My mom's doing that right now with her. Uh, she has a sunroom that has basically mm-hmm. storm, the storm windows there. It's just the storm yeah. window. So she's getting regular pane windows put in there. Um, so yeah, she, that's, yeah. How many, is there a lot of windows there? They're, and they're all big. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it, there's one, two, three, four on the sides and then one, two, three, four across the, the, the facing, the south okay. facing south facing so uh no eight there's eight <laughs> windows but they're big they're they're larger than normal windows so they would probably be something like almost i want to say 12 regular windows wow yeah so that's a lot you of know? windows yeah yeah so i'm pretty i'm well i'm pretty sure they'll have some some interesting ways to get around stuff mm-hmm. like that too and and you know, maybe some customs and whatnot. So it'll be, it won't be a cheap job, but it's a down the road job. Right. It'd be a nice thing to do to really make it living space there. Yeah. I mean, my ultimate long, long-term plan is to finish converting the attic completely into a full room. Right. And then that'll be my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I'll take the, the office and move it over to my old room so that I can have the office and the sleeping porch be kind of like the, the, the central sanctuary kind of <laughs> hangout area for me. Okay. And then I, I can turn you know, what's currently the office into like a guest room for when people come visit. Okay. Cause Jules and Ian's rooms, I've, I've made a pledge, signed mm-hmm. it, signed a pack and everything. It's, it's always going to be Jules and Ian's room. Mm-hmm. So if they ever need it or, you know, when they eventually have kids of their own and the, and the grandkids come over, then they can stay in Papa's house and they can be in, mm-hmm. you know, their dad's room or their mom's room or whatever the Grand case may be. Kids. I know I've been talking about shit like that. It's weird. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's something I was thinking about today. I'm like, what are, what are Dan and I going to talk about? It's so weird to think long term when I didn't as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember when we, because we were both born in 1970. Mm-hmm. And and I remember in the late 70s, early 80s, somebody once asked when I was in grade school, oh, how old are you going to be in 2000? Because 2000 is the big, cool, mysterious science fiction number. And I'm like, oh, shit. Wow. Well, I didn't say, oh, shit, back when I was nine years old. Um <laughs> Maybe I did. Never mind. Um, Who knows? I'm like, wow, I'm going to be 30 years old in 2000. That's, That's old. Wow. I couldn't even imagine that. And I never planned beyond that point. Right? Well, that was an old, for, when they're that, that young, they're 30 years old. That is. That's huge. Um, I mean, it's, my parents are 20, were 27 when they had me. So mm-hmm. 27 plus 9. My parents were 36. Oh, my God. They were, they were 30. I remember my mom's 40th birthday when I was like 
12, I think, something like that. And my mom was turning 40. Oh my God, we had a surprise party for her and everything. <laughs> and, and I was so blown away by the fact that my mom's turning 40. You know, and now I look back at 40 and it's like, wow, I was a kid. <laughs> it was so, it's, it's so, so weird. It's so relative. I mean, they, they yeah. say time is relative and it is. I mean, we're, I mean, yeah, I mean, 50 used to be such a big number. I mean, that's ancient. Right. We've demystified it. We really yeah. have yeah. because we are, you and I are fairly young 50 year olds. I, I mean, like notwithstanding so. our aches and pains, we're, you know, notwithstanding, um, you know, we're, we're fairly young for 50. You know, I still blow people away when I tell them I'm 50. You know, you got, that, you got that hair. Jeez. Well, that's, and I have no idea how I have <laughs> this hair. It's so much of it and still dark, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I have the gray across my chest. I have, when I grow my beard out, my chin is gray. You know, I've got gray, a little shock through my sideburns, things like that. So it's there. But the head, the head this is my, keeping it. I have this away. big mop of dark hair. I look like one of the Beatles still. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah. Enjoy it while you can. I, I will. I plan you, on it. You wake up one day, suddenly just boom. Yeah. I know. <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be funny as hell? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I go into the bathroom, you have my morning pee and I look at the mirror and I just typical and then just go about my business. Right. <laughs> it would just be me. <laughs> <laughs> just be uh, it. Just typical. But you know, like I was saying though, I didn't really plan ahead. And I think, you know, the way I handled college is very indicative of that. When I started when I got out of college, the early the early young adult years, um, I went from contract to contract, from temp job to temp job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think things through. I wasn't like, well, where am I going to be in five, 10, 15, 20 years? I didn't really think about stuff like that. And now when I moved into this house you know, almost three years ago now. And I'm on my own, you know, my wife and I are separated. Okay, cool. And all right, that happened. We can both go about our business and try to be happy again. And now I started, it suddenly struck me. I'm like, I really have to start thinking about what my retirement's going to look like, what my next few years are going to look like. You know, I'm looking at the house going, this is not just another step on the road to somewhere else. This is my house for the, for the time being, you know, until mm-hmm. something dramatic yeah. happens. Which could be another future. Yeah. yeah, for the foreseeable future. This is my place in the world is this little, little, little digs here. But that was a big change in your life. I mean, <laughs> I mean separating yeah. out, I mean, getting sep- actually separating and moving out and getting your own place, moving out on your own. Yeah. That was a, that was a big step. I mean, mm-hmm. when's the last time you lived on your own? Oh, Jesus. Never. See, you know, we lived I never lived on my own. I, I was either at, at my parents' house. I, I, you know, technically, I guess, I mean, I, I had a solo room when I was my last two years of college because I was an RA. But you're part of but college. I'm living in a building with a couple hundred of my closest friends. Yeah, it's a dorms. Yeah. Dorms, and, you, and you lived there, the, you lived in the, house, the, out in, the house out there and uh, with other guys there. And, yeah. Um, you know, we lived with me and for, lived what, with you for yeah, a while. And then Erica, you know, then, yeah. so, and even, so, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a big, a big change. So it definitely needs some, you know, more reflective and looking forward. What do you, you know, where's your life going kind of thing? It's a, it's a plus we're in you know, middle age here. I mean, we're, we're halfway, th- at least, you know, about halfway through where we're, you know, our, our life here. So. Yep. That's you true. Know, that's so very true. Think about the next 50 years that we're going to do. So now, now the planning begins, mm-hmm. you know, and it's stuff like figuring out, okay, how am I going to handle retirement? You know, coming up with, with an actual decision-making process that, okay, I, I'm, I'm looking at the world like I'm preparing for my next stages in it. I'm actually preparing, not just sitting there and letting it happen, mm-hmm. which is so mm-hmm. weird, you know? 
writing writing particular documents that I may need in the future, you know, and <laughs> and setting things aside and making sure making sure things are accounted for. It's very strange, yeah. you know. We we had a we've had a a couple of watershed moments in my office working for the city where about a year after I got the promotion to code enforcement. Uh, so I had been working for the city for about three years at that point. So about a year later, a whole echelon of the senior folks just retired. We lost like eight people of the 26 inspectors just wow. right off the bat. And, and so that was, it was interesting to see, mm -hmm. you know, and we just are kind of in the trailing edges of the second you know, okay. retirement slew where, where we've lost since last fall, we've lost six. Wow. You know, one guy just walked out the door last week for the last time, you know, and, and retired. And, and, and it's kind of wild because his youngest sister and I went to school together in grammar school. So right. it's like, I've known the family for most of my life. It's kind of wild. That's pretty cool. But then people will ask invariably, well, Chris, what's your, um, you know, what's your general plan? And I will make the joke um, that, oh, uh, my wake and my retirement party will be the same event. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, but you know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, I, when, because um, I started late, everybody's yeah. talking about when they'll get their 25 years, when they get the 30 years, you know, and I like my work buddy, Dan, mm -hmm. um, he, he came in young. I mean, he was in his twenties when he started for the city and he started a month before I did. And, and so he's looking to, he's planning everything out for when he turns his 30 years and he'll be in his fifties. So he'll do this, that, and the other thing. And then he'll do his, you know, as soon as he can qualify for this, that, and the other thing, he'll retire. Okay, cool. Good, great, wow. good for you. I, <laughs> I was 39 when yeah. I started. <clears throat> so my thirties would, I, if I stayed to 30, I would be 69 years old working yeah. right up until when I'm almost 70. I can't imagine myself doing that. So my plan is to, is to pull the ripcord at 25. So I'll be like 64 years old when I retire. I'm not sure what, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do because, I mean, I want to be working at least till the kids are through college, mm -hmm. you know, for, so that's, you know, and, you know, unlike yours, mine are 11 and, and almost nine right now. So I got a few years for that to get through. So, you know, I've, I'm at, I've been at paychecks for, what year is this? 23 and a half years. So... Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm foreseeing at least another, probably another 10 year, 10 there at least, mm -hmm. you know, I might be up to 65 there. I don't know. It's entirely feasible. You know, I mean, yeah. and the, the thing, the thing is, is, you know, 64, 65 is not going to be old man for us. We're not going to be mm -hmm. crunching around on canes. I hope. Right. You know? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. You know, seriously, but, um, you know, and then I, you know, I made the joke in the early days of FC three, you know, I've got 20 of these in me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm, I'm sticking to that. You know, I, I, it, at, F, at FC three twenty will be my last show as a full member of the board, as a full member of, you know, of the staff and whatnot, of course she'll keep going and I'll be volunteering and putzing around You'll in the back participating, and, but and yeah. participating and, and popping in on people's podcasts and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's making that plan and realizing your place in the world to me and like, wow, that's, and it helped, you know, what's done, Dan, is it's helped me put, I mean, your illness and coming to grips with the fact that I'm 50, that's middle and making all these plans and giving that kind of look down the road. I mean, I, I still have my morbid fear of my own mortality, you know, that I don't like talking about 
but it gives me that perspective that I can start looking at the things that I want to do in earnest and then mesh that with my call to arms that I've been, been voicing do lately. Thing. Do the thing. <laughs> James, even James Bourne even did the, he's created the hashtag do the thing and I, and I'm, we're going to use it. This yeah, do definitely. the thing, man. Do the thing. And it's so you, really, you got to plan for the future, I, but you got to live, live the now too. You yeah. Know? Live the now and play and work for the future. You know, you got to live it. You yeah. just got to live it. It's you just, do, a thing. it's just too, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Right. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, back in the beginning of September, well, actually I was starting to be suspect something then, but mm-hmm. you know, over the last summer, I, I, you know, I was not expecting anything. You know, I, what would you expect to have, you know, that in, you know, in a month or two, I'd be diagnosed with cancer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had it already. I didn't, you know, and I was start. there's stuff happening that I knew something was not right. I did not expect cancer for quite a while until it was getting into late August, probably. Actually, no, sometime in August is when I started to suspect something was more wrong than right. Mm-hmm. And then in the beginning of September, I went to the, my doctor, and then she's then it just was a quick journey from there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, but you got to do the thing because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm right. hopefully going to get through this, but you know, something else could happen, you know, another year from now, who knows, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and I could, or I could be out running and I could have an accident out there or something. Who knows? Yeah. You just, or, you, you never know. So it's, it's just a matter of taking command of your life and, and doing something with it instead plan, of sitting around and yeah. Plan for the future, but don't, don't forget about the, the now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people who like put everything towards the future. You know, well, I'm gonna you know save up my nest egg. You know, save it for when and when, and yeah, when I retire and do this. But what if you don't make it to retirement for some reason? Do it now. You know, do what yeah, you no, can. Yeah, no, seriously. Now. Buy the things. Do the things. Yeah. You know, and it just don't be irresponsible. But I mean, no. I've been living paycheck to paycheck pretty much my entire adult life. So imagine my surprise when payday Friday came around last week. And I went into my account just to check to make sure I had grocery money. And I saw this astronomical number and I'm like, wait, what the hell happened? How did I get all this? Did I, did I do like an overtime thing? And I, was it, I'm trying to calculate it. And I looked back and I scrolled back through the, the, the history. I realized I I hadn't spent everything from the previous week. I did, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) Looking at it, I'm like, I had a little extra. That's so cool. <laughs> Let's keep this going. I know, seriously. That's Look like the that account, yeah. Yeah, don't don't you know, don't go on a spending spree now. Just keep doing what you're doing is basically what I was thinking. I'm like, oh my right, god, that's, that's is, awesome. Shit's actually working for a change. That's kind mm-hmm. of impressive. Yeah. So uh, Yeah. Living in life, man, I'm telling living, you. Living in life, because yeah, there's stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to do? Tell me something you want to do. And don't say Debbie Gibson. I know that's a given. <laughs> well, my goal is to. Well, my immediate goal is to get through this cancer, and mm-hmm. I want to. I want to finish a marathon. Do another marathon this year. That'd be to fantastic. Kind of celebrate. Um, besides that, I mean, I definitely want to travel. I mean, England is on somewhere on on my vacation list. You know, go go to England. Right, right. Um, I want to go to Disney World again. I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to California. Mm-hmm. And see the sights of California again. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure what I want to do right now. 
Well, come up with some ideas. We got things to do, man. Yeah. You know, just do find the thing to do and then do it. I, I mean, uh, part of me really wants us to. I, I really want us to succeed with Flower City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I, I want us to succeed. I want us to do better with our podcast. I want us. To, I, I'd love to see. Our, our reach go out for that. I'm not saying it's something we can reach higher on necessarily, but I'd love to see, you know, I, I enjoy doing this with you. I'd love to, and, and people enjoy it. I'd love to be able to expand our reach for that. Just to give us something to share with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's just to be able to share, share us with, share ourselves, share our experience, share our, our lives. It's building legacy. People. Yeah. I, I'd love to be able to do that. And you know what, you know, I've always wanted to get a, you know, to write a novel, write a book of some sort. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, yeah. we've talked about that for pretty much our entire. Our entire lives we, together. Yeah. Ever since we first met when we were 14, we were talking about writing stories and, and books and things like that. And we've never finished books. Nope. Not a one. Nope. I finished a couple of short stories, but that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I got a bunch. Well, I got a bunch of from, from our, our dude stories and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I remember those. You know what? That's. That's something I'm going to work on when I have my vacation in June is I'm going to start laying down and my, my, the dynamics of my book mm-hmm. and I'm going to start working on it again. I started something beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. I remember. And I actually got pretty far in it. And was that I, the, the, the memoir narrative? It was, journal yeah, it was, it was more about, yeah, more about like a memoir based versus, on your, cause we, cause we had started, uh, we had started that other story too. The, 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 our sci-fi story. Right, we've had a couple permutations of that over the years, and I got and I do some starting. I do have some good start of that, and I think we had a a good base for it, basic base for it. But um, I sort of got sidetracked with writing this, which is basically kind of like a memoir type type of book, a story. And I I want to get back to that because I have all my everything for that, and I think that could be not easy to finish, but I think that would be. I'm actually in recent weeks, the more I've been thinking about the story that I wanted to write, the book that I, the sci-fi book that I wanted to write in recent weeks, I've been thinking about it again. And I think it culminates in the whole, what I just said a moment ago that I'm going to sit down in during my vacation in June and really start working on, on developing it again. Mm -hmm. But I'm almost becoming glad that it's taken me this long because I've always wanted my stories to have some sort of social commentary to look at humanity as it is now and talk about how it could develop to be better in the future. And I've always prided myself on being somewhat open-minded, right? I, mm-hmm. I've tried to be very accepting. I've tried to, you know, be able to be inclusive and look at people for who they are, not for who, you know, the shallow, the narrow-minded would make me think they are, you know, but I, and I know that I've also suffered from bouts of white privilege and, and subtle racism that's been, inbred into us because of society, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm, I'm happy that I'm, I'm able to be aware of it, accept it and do better. I want to do better. I want to be more accepting. I want to be better. Um, I want to be the ally that people deserve. And, and in recent weeks, I've been thinking about the story as I was structuring it, the crew, the personalities, the people. And while I was trying to lace in diversity, it was a very ham fisted, attempt the more i looked at the characters and the more i looked at the relationships and the more i was looking at things i was like wow this in today's society with this great awareness and awakening that we are experiencing that we're in the middle of this story would fall flat because it would be short of what would be desired 
there will be things that were just too much of a trope, too much of a stereotype, too much. There, there are things here where it was like, well, this is a guy who's sitting back and looking at something um, with the privilege of not being affected by other things. And, uh, and it, so it was, I was grateful that actually, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time in a long time, I was grateful that I, that my procrastination streak was so apparent because it gave me the opportunity of now re-examining how I want to approach things from this new era that we're living in right now, looking at the story and making it better. So what about you? What did you think about the, the crew and then Discovery? I like the crew of Discovery. Um, I think they could do a little bit more with the the B parts, the like the the support people in the background. And I think mm-hmm. in season three, they started you started seeing you know, the rest of the bridge crew doing more and being more involved. It wasn't just Michael and, you know, and, and the rest, Michael and Saru leading the charge. There's a very interesting variety of characters. I thought, yes, I thought I, so. Know, it, was as very, well. it was very diverse. They brought in all different, all different types. I mean, it was all, it was, mm-hmm. it, and it felt, it felt natural. Like the two guys, the communications guy and the weapons guy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember their names to save my life. I am. I feel terrible about that right now because I really do want to rewatch Discovery. I have enjoyed Discovery. I, I it took for some reason I don't know why because mm-hmm. but because I, I love Star Trek in general and it took, I don't mm-hmm. know why it took me that long. I kept on trying and I, I, I would I kept getting sidetracked. So <laughs> well, season one is a chaotic mess. Yeah, and and I I, <laughs> I I focused this time and I stuck with it and I and I did. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to you know next season there. So yeah, I mean, I, it, I, I did enjoy it once I got to it. Just, I just, it took me a little bit to get, to get into it. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a very interesting mm-hmm. um, mix of characters. So yeah, I mean, it, you got to maybe not try hard and just see what organically works. That's you know, you hit the key right there on the head. I'm, I'm telling you, that's that's perfect because I think that's what I was trying to do was create all of these characters. And I wanted them to fit certain things and then give them twists so they weren't just stuck in a stereotype, Mm -hmm. right? And then I realized in the process, I was creating them too set in stone, Mm -hmm. you know? And and to be fair, there was uh, several characters that were laced in after people that I knew. There's a lot of characters in in my story that are tributes to folks that I know. And... You know, one in particular, the guy who's going to be the chief engineer of the hero ship is based on our buddy, Brian, who passed mm-hmm. away several mm-hmm. years ago, you know, and, and I want to kind of immortalize the way I always saw him, especially when we were playing our Star Trek online game together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to have his, the way he looked at things and the way that he kind of, his sense of humor and whatnot, I wanted to try and do what I could to remember it. You know, unfortunately, now I'm going to be writing a lot of his lines from, 13 years later, right. you know, so I really haven't had a, a meaningful conversation with him in a very long time, but my goal is to eventually when I write it, I'm going to send it to his wife and say, is this really him? Have I captured him? You know, what do you remember? You know, tell me, tell me, tell me. So I, can- I have such a big regret that I didn't, I wasn't able to make it down the last time you guys visited him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really wanted to go with you guys and I don't remember why I ended up not, but I really regretted that, that, that last, that last time there. Yeah. And that, that's, that's always been a huge regret. And that's, and, oh, yeah. Well, I haven't been back to Kansas City since it happened. So, yeah. And I, no, I, I've only seen a picture of his, his gravesite. So, I mm-hmm. want to go see it in person. 
I yeah. want to be able to see Annette and Arwen and, and, and visit with the girls and see how they're doing. And, mm-hmm. and so you're going with me then we'll go, okay. we'll go together, you know, and we'll, uh, we'll take a very much longer road trip because Scott and I drove 16 hours straight and oh, yeah. wow. That's a, that's a lot of drive. That's that's hard on a car. That was well hard on a car. Screw the car. It was hard on us. <laughs> in the car, sitting in there for that long straight is kind of what I meant to be, meant to say. I kind of missed. I skipped a whole bunch of words in that statement there. And and I felt bad because you know Scott he iron horsed it, man. He he was behind the wheel for the entire thirty two two hours we were in that car. The sixteen oh, wow. there and the sixteen back. I kept offering. I'm like, I can drive for a little bit. Because no, nope, I got it. I got it. It's good. It's okay. Jeez. All right. <laughs> So I passed out in the seat on several occasions in the passenger seat. Like, I was a, trying to stay awake. On time to drive, yeah. Yeah, I tried to stay awake to help him out, but I was snoring often. <laughs> I know this because he told me <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, so yeah, that's getting the characters down. That's 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 what I have trouble with the character development. Yeah. And you're, you're and it's so okay. At, yeah. The more you do it, I think it's, that's the thing is, is we, you and I are doing a great job of talking about it, but we have not done a very good job of actually doing it. And I think Following the more you through and getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. The more we do it, the better it'll be. You know, it's, that's the thing. I just finished up a, 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 a sci-fi series. It's called a star, star force. Mm-hmm. 85 books. <laughs> five books again, a lot of these were, were, were fairly short but mm-hmm. it spans basically from present time to like 150,000 years in the future oh my god so it was very interesting I, the, the author's name i can't remember the author's name because it's it's not a normal type of name but um mm-hmm. and, and it, it didn't finish it just i think it's what that's the last book he wrote um, okay. so far um i think he's still going but um, but it's very. It was very interesting to see the development of the star, you know, the Star Force, basically from like you know, think about you know present day, you know, world, and advancing from there, and, and how it happened, and the change, the change they you know he he introduced into society and this and that and everything, and it's just like, wow, you know, this is really quite a epic story that he's going he's going through here because you know talking yeah. about galactic kind of quest and universal con- you know conquering the universe basically at the at the end of this thing kind of thing wow. so okay but it's it's very interesting how he throws a lot of like there's a lot of 80s references a lot of you know them you know because around this time a lot of current day references even like 150,000 years in the future you know because we you know they discover that the, the secret of longevity so these people have been alive for the entire time of the story mm-hmm. from here and everything but it's just it's just i i started reading it and I'm like okay and then i thought it was just a short series of books then i see you know of 85 books I'm like whoa this is a serious commitment there. Are but, they long books? Were they like you know, really the, like, the first the first ones were longer, but eventually the ends end ones were not that long. Okay. Know? So it's eighty five, but they're not but they're each cover, you know, a specific you know, subject there, a thing there. So it's really they build on each other and it's it's really uh, I was impressed in how well together how well it all worked together. And you know, so you know, it was, and it was kind of you know, they brought in a lot of Star Wars references. They brought talk a lot about the light side and the dark side. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, they they learned the light side and the, the whole thing of Star Force is to live the light, you know, be the light side type of thing. You know, and you know, and everyone and not, so it was just very 
interesting as far as you know i you know you know me i I love reading i read i read crazy amount of stuff sometimes and and just looking at the the how they build the stories and and you know how they build the characters and and what you know how they you know circle the characters in and out and you know they use them especially in these long epic stories Mm -hmm. there's been a bunch of series that i've read that have spanned many books and some of them always focus on a, a main, main character that goes through all of them. And other ones, there's a set of characters which they kind of cycle through. And sometimes there's minor characters they bring in and they become at least major for that time. And then they go away. But then they might come back again later. And, you know, it's just all the interplay of all the characters. Like, boy, you know, you really got to think about it and plan it out. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just sit there necessarily for these type of books and just write. I remember being able to do that though, but that was when it was just nonsensical short stories. Right. You know, Adventures of the Six Dudes. <laughs> Adventures of the Twin Towers. The two- That's it. That's it. Yeah. Model yep. me. Those were the days. But yeah, so right, so back to you know, definitely getting a book written mm-hmm. is is a goal. You know, so I I, I want to get through I'd I'd like to get through what I started last year because I think I can get through that and I know I need to go through it. You know what I've done already. I need to go through again, and you know I get some ideas to to do that. And I think about it every so often, but it's just hard to get the time. Well, we had started coming up with our own little little universe of mm-hmm. sorts, and I still have all of those notes, which yep. would be great because I'd share that with people. You know, as as we're writing our stories, you know, here's this whole universe of potential. Go ahead and write whatever the hell you want. You know, just use this as your baseline. Well, we'd have to kind of control. We don't want it to go wild. We want it. Well, that's true. You kind of want something more like, you know, know, something that, you know, approval of our stories type of thing, you know, control our universe. That That works. So you can, you can write, bring, come to us with the ideas and we'll we'll make sure it's all consistent with the universe that it fits in. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, but it's you know your story, but it's in our universe. But we want some control over it, type of thing. The monkey verse. That's right, the monkey verse. <laughs> that's we. That's that's what we called it, wasn't it? Yep, that was what I was calling it, the monkey verse. I had this whole plan for the how the website was going to fit together and look too. That's right. I, yeah, we remember remember talking about all that. Mm-hmm. I still have most of those notes and spreadsheets and stuff. Oh, yeah. So. Oh. I just realized that because I wanted this really cool twist reveal at the end of the first big story that I wrote. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, that's kind of lame. (laughs) It's like, all right, so what's so significant about that? Why is that important? Why is that a big drama thing? So I'm like, oh, okay. So I need to, I need to stop and think about this a little bit. Yeah. Figure it out. So we've had all this time. We can, let's use our experience to our, our advantage here. And that's a, and write something that is good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Very good. It's one of our things we're going to do. Yep. We're going to do the thing. Hashtag do the thing. Spread it around. Use it. Yep. Spread it. Yep. Use it. Hashtag do the thing. Start a start a movement. Start a do the thing movement. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. We'll have to go out. We're, you know, we're going to have to eventually start doing TikToks. Mm-hmm. We've talked That's about that. We have talked about that. As soon as we, as soon as we get together again, as soon as we actually get together in person. Yep, you're, we're, we're both fully vaccinated now, right? Yes, we are. Yep, so we can start seeing each other in person. That's yeah. so cool. And we'll go. Who are you? 
I know. Hey, I know you. <laughs> you, look, you look so 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Not flat like I usually see you. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Because I got we got the I got the portable podcasting stuff now, so we can right. Try, we can try that. Hopefully that works out well. We can do the podcasting and just be able to be in the same room and have these conversations. That's when it's going to be better. That's where we have some fun. You, you, you know, we're we're doing okay. I think you know remotely, but you just mm-hmm. not, it's not it's definitely not the same vibe. No, no, no. We saw that with monkey. We see the monkey business. I mean, the vibe the vibe isn't quite the same. You know, and it's right. easy to you're talking over people easy because it's harder to you know you're not catching them. They're talking and stuff and yeah. But it's just being in the same room vibe, and you're you know you're, you're there for the purpose versus just rolling out of bed and into your chair and and doing the thing. Right. At least we're doing the thing. At least we yeah. at least we've kept it going. So I mean, that, I I, I so, love that we don't, we've been able to do that. So when we start getting back together again, the four of us, you, me, Tanya, and Billy, mm-hmm. um, we're, are we going to be meeting at your house? Or are you coming here? How's that going to work? Mm-hmm. We'll make it up as we go. Yeah. So I'm thinking it'd be better instead of being like a panel across, a, the, you know, the folding table like we were. I want to just be around the table, and if we're going to videotape it, just you know, have put something in the middle, because I just I, I miss looking at them. I remember mm-hmm. when we were kind of just we were at at your house in the basement. There, it was hard to talk to Billy because I had to look through Tanya to get to him, you know. <laughs> And, and I know we were trying to videotape it and all that stuff. I just was like, eh, you know what? Let's just go around the table so we can just talk to each other. Yeah, I think we should just, yeah, we just do it. Try to be more organic about it, and just mm-hmm. not not so much. For, I'm not going to worry about recording it and video it and stuff. It's just more. We'll take some. We we'll take some video. Use it like t- kind of like promote it and stuff. But I'm not going to worry about recording the whole session. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just let's just do do the thing. Let's get the let's get the podcast done. Let's have fun. I like it. We're going to yeah. evolve the podcast a little bit, start doing some stuff to make it yeah. better. And the James Irish and his gang, you know, and Chrissy are doing theirs. Yeah, and James Irish and his buddy Pembroke is they're doing theirs. And, and then you and I've got ours and the girls have got comic chicks. There's so many things going on. I love it. And we, we got, got a convention it. on top of all this, you know, that's amazing. I mean, I've almost forgotten about the convention sometimes. Yeah. It's you coming know? up. Yeah. So September, we're going to go for it, huh? I think, yeah. I mean, it, are you nervous about that at all? A little bit. Yeah, Just same because here. because we there's. I mean, with the recent announcement, the recent confusing announcement from the government that thing, the governor that things are going to open on May nineteenth. This guy's um, got to go. I mean, let me tell you, I, I I was a Democrat. I'm still slightly more liberal than the average bear. And even I'm saying this guy's got to go. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> we, need, we need somebody. We need some new blood in there. We do. We need somebody who's not like somebody open to ideas and is is accepting of the possibility that something they do might be wrong, and mm-hmm. you know, and willing to acknowledge that and then fix it. That would be nice. That would be refreshing. Right. Oh my god. You just need. We just need some like like we like for almost anything. You need term limits. You need you need the new blood in there to change things up. Right. Right. You know, I'm not saying it has to be another Democrat. I'm not saying it has to be a Republican. I'm not saying anything, but it has to be somebody who's at least in the middle there. And but we just need some. You know, there should be term limits for everything, and be, we got to change things up because otherwise we just get so stuck and stuff. And we yeah. need to change. We need to focus. Change with the times. Yep. And we, we do. Got our, we got our. We got the what the oldest president now ever. Ever. 
You know, and most and, of the upper echelon of Congress are are ancient, and that's the right. thing is you were you were saying new blood, the generation has to be able to evolve. What's happening right now in in Washington is entirely the fault of the fact that the generation that is the the senior most leadership on both sides. I'm not going to point fingers at either political party. Mm-hmm. You know, they're too old to understand that their way of looking at the thing at things is what's causing the problem in the first place. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. to they have to be able to step aside and let other folks step up. Right. It wasn't meant to be a lifetime career. Everything is so polarized right now, and it's their fault because they're the ones who are just digging their heels in. Mm -hmm. And they're never going to vote themselves term limits. No, they aren't. But the new folks might. The new folks might might be daring enough to pull it off. That'd be be something. I'd love to get some more new, younger blood in there. I mean... It's been interesting to see some of the newer, you know, AOC, whatever, you know, her, um, and her squad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to see, you know, a young, young person and what, you know, especially when she first got sworn in and stuff is very interesting to follow her to see, you know, it's just her perspective on things. Yes. You know, I'm not saying hundred percent agree with everything, but it's just, it's you never, you're never going to hundred percent agree with anybody. No, you know, nor should you, no. nor should you, because it's more important. The disagreements are more important than the agreements. You know, sure, agreeing on everything makes it easier to get certain agendas done. But does that mean the 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 correct answer is is because you agree with each other, or, or are you just are you skirting around the correct answer because you're for expediency's sake? Right, and you also have to have to have that ability to compromise. Mm-hmm. Not just you can't set your you can't set your heels in so deep you're not going to move, which is what everybody's doing. You know, I'm not going to give out on anything. You know, if you don't do what my what I want, I'm not going to do what you want. Type of thing. You need. The compromise is, is still lacking there. You know, there's still the whole partisan thing is horrible. It is. It's terrible, and everybody's to blame for it. And that's not going to go away either, because you know, too much. They have too much power there, so they're not going. They're not going. They won't go willingly. But yeah, so. So how how can we save the world with that, Chris? How can we save? <laughs> Well, we did. We did. We got to get term limits in there. Yeah. You need some younger blood in there. We need some different blood. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily younger. We need different blood. I'm not saying younger is better. I just need, need different. Different works. You know, well, and that's, that's, I think, like I said, you know, we, and we've talked about this before. You and I just ramble through our conversations and we just chat. We chat about our history. We chat about, we, we tell anecdotes and stories about things that we've done and things that we've seen and things we like to do. But along the way, we always try to put in something to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, like today we're, you know, we're doing our do the thing, but we're also not only just talking about how we want to write books, but we're also talking about planning and, and looking ahead and don't get so mired in looking ahead that you forget to live in today. That was your message, yes. right? Yep. You know, which is very important. And I've heard that. Most of the two, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that before and it's, it's, a, it's very valid, mm-hmm. um, you know, but just, you know, keep thinking forward, keep thinking, but keep your head here in the same, at the same time, you know. But these are things we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, looking ahead is something you need to do. It, it's important. You, you just can't keep blundering through your life and thinking, okay, well, everything will work itself out next week. Everything will work itself out next month. Everything will work out next year. No, you got to make sure that you're setting up yourself. You're setting yourself up for success now. Exactly. And and then living in the now and and being part of the now, so that you'll be ready for tomorrow when it comes and and you know and then then on the other hand when on the b side of the conversation we talk a little politics and yeah you're right term limits is a thing i've i've been agreeing with people about term limits for a long time but there's a caveat for me 
being politically aware as I am, being studied and 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 experienced in it to the degree that I am. I'm not mm-hmm. a professional operative by any stretch of the imagination. But a lot of things have to happen before term limits go into play. And that is removing money mm-hmm. from the equation. Yes. You know, you get rid of you know Citizens United, you get rid of you know, political action committees, you get rid of lobbyists, you, you cut that whole cancer out of, of the political system. And, and you take the incentive to be bought out, right? Once you have done that, then you, you cheesecake it with term limits, mm-hmm. you know, because term limits are, are, just an obstacle that the people who have bought Congress need to go through. Okay, my guy is running out in in four years. All right, well, I'll start grooming another guy to take his place, and then I'll buy him the seat when my guy is done. You know, I mean, it's just, it's going to perpetuate the cycle Mm -hmm. just with different faces. You're still going to have the corporate-sponsored moron, you know, and it's just, okay, it's, oh, right, well, we had corporate-sponsored moron number one. He retired because of term limits. Now we have corporate-sponsored moron number Mm -hmm. two. Yeah. You know, is that voice the, the is that the voice of the people? No, it's the voice of the corporate who bought right. them. Yeah. You know, okay, so we got so two you, things though. So term limits and get rid of the Yeah. And, you do have to do the kind campaign finance reform. You have to take a lot of the money out of the system mm-hmm. and oh how much fun will that be? No you know, more these billion dollar campaigns, huh? Yeah. Well, money does not like being removed from the process. Money mm-hmm. fights hard to be kept where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is going to be the biggest challenge. But once you have done that, once you can secure the integrity of your system, then you can put the additional safeguards in knowing that they will work for the betterment of the system. Mm-hmm. And then you will you will find people who are still going to be career politicians, but they're going to be called to it. They're going to be they're going to want to be there or they're not going to want to be there, but they know it's their duty. It's their mission to represent their people, mm-hmm. you know, which was what it was originally meant to be. Right. You know. And, and, and that's when you, I think that's when you're going to see the true evolution of what the United States was always meant to be at this point, you know, you're not going, you're going to see the, you're going to see the ground, you're going to see the foundation of the Federation mm-hmm. rather than the Frankie what we have right now, yeah. <laughs> and what we have right now, you know, you're not going to see what we have right now, which is yeah. disaster. It's freaking disaster. And how, can we, how can we get to that point, though? Jeez. Oh, how how did we get here? Is that what you just you know, said? How can, we, how can we get to it? How can we? Oh, get to how, it? how can? Yeah. Well, it's know. going to take some work. It's going to take a lot of the people who want to wash their hands of the system are going to be have to be the ones that get involved. Mm-hmm. There are there is a whole host of people out there who will be like, I don't want to be in politics because it's just it's terrible. It's fatally boring. It's it's corrupt. It's awful. And I don't want to be in that. I don't want I don't want to compromise by my values and my way of looking at the world. Well, unfortunately, you're the people we need. Right. <laughs> the people with integrity. The you people know, the, who see that there's a problem. We need them to help fix the problem, yep. not just walk away from it. Yep. But that's the thing is, you know, like I made the comment, I, I would I would hate to run for politics. I would love to run for politics, but I would just hate to run in the current atmosphere of politics. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, we'd love it if you ran for something. I'm like, yeah, but I would never be successful. Right. You know, I would never yep. be successful because I would go in barnstorming i would go in to tear things apart so that i could rebuild them and the establishment no matter who's running the party of it the establishment would be like no we we're not going to let you do that no no or you, you we, we we like things the way they are you're not going to get to do that i don't want to oh, okay. they don't want to lose their power so mm-hmm. and that's yeah. where and that's where we are right now we have a mm-hmm. thoroughly perfectly corrupt society at the moment because of it 
You know? that's, a, that's, that's kind of bringing us to a low note here. <laughs> but that's okay. It's okay because yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's part you, you talk about what is, it's, what's the ancient phrase talking or acknowledging that you have a problem is the first step towards correcting it. Right. And you know, getting more people to more people to acknowledge it is going to yep. be, is, is going to help. And if we can get more and more people to acknowledge it, then maybe, maybe something can be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that, especially after these past, you know, four plus years, that pe- oh. more people realize that there is a there is a problem in our politics, and they're they're not just turning up, you know, not just living in their little world. They're they're looking more at the big picture of things and seeing that there is a problem. The big picture is what the. It, it, that's that's why I, I I like to believe that I, I'm very good at focusing on the big picture. Um, yeah. For what I do at, at work. At, I I I think that I see the big picture more than a lot of some of my coworkers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm able to step back and okay, you know, you you're asking for you know, the, you're you're asking me to do this, but this is what the whole thing is doing. I mean, how, how is this going to affect everything else? So like, oh, you know, and and people don't look at the world; they look in their own little part of the world necessarily you know this is this is me this is me i'm in my little bubble here how does this affect my little bubble not how does it affect everything right 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 we're we're you know i i think a lot of times like i you know i almost think that having the different states is almost more of a states have too much power we're not it it divides us too much yeah i you know and i have the thing is, 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 is you can see a fundamental difference now in ideology where Republicans are basically states' rights, states' rights, states' rights, to the point where I feel it's almost detrimental. You're going to divide the country into 50 different countries mm-hmm. if you go too far with it. And, well, you're the, gov- the federal government's only supposed to do this, this, and this. And I'm of the opposite opinion where I'm a very federalist, where we live in a, in a society these days in a, in a, on a planet where you need to be coming together. There has to be one vision holding everything together. It's a much smaller world than it used to be. It is a lot smaller. You cannot do the whole more power to the states, more power to the states, more power to the states, Mm-mm. because that's only going to divide it, and... It, it was needed at the time this country was created. Mm-hmm. Because every because it took the communication, you couldn't communicate. It was, everything took a long time, you know, but so it is compartmentalized. It was. I mean, it, it made sense at the time, but we it, it doesn't make sense now. Now we're just a divided country. We're not the yeah. United States. We're the divided states of America. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you see it more all the time, you know, mm-hmm. with all these different state rules. Like Florida's trying to, you know, outlaw social media companies from from. Just, Censorship. censorship. They want censorship. Florida politicians, kind yeah. of thing. It's like that. It's you know, it's insane because, and it's it, that's the another thing. I mean, that's an entirely different conversation. That's probably next podcast. Yeah. Right. Because what I've seen, I think the biggest detriment of the past four plus years was the there was already polarization. Mm-hmm. This this previous president did not create polarization. He just amplified it to a he, whole he, new level. Yeah, he just he he built it and made it stronger, and he liked it instead of yes. trying to fight to he to assuage it. it yeah. He fed it. He fed that and, fire with gasoline and oh, yeah, you know. And now, so now we have this. We're in this pandemic. You know, if the pandemic had never occurred, it would still be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, the, with the division and the divisiveness, and then the polarization. 
yeah, but the pandemic is only making it worse because there's people who are handling it as a political issue, not a health issue. Right. That's that's the thing that's been blowing my mind is these people who are anti-mask, anti-vaccine, anti-this, anti-that. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. You 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 listening to per- people who turned it into a political talking point. It's not. This is a health crisis. This is an actual fundamental human crisis. And mm-hmm. they turned it into political. Well, I mean, it started that from the last the last uh, term. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's how that's how it was treated as a political. That just blows my mind. It blows yeah, my mind in it, so many different ways. It, it wasn't. It wasn't acknowledged as a crisis. It's more of it, it's going to pass. Yeah, it's, the other the other parties is making a big deal out of it. You know, it was always it was always the other party. He and it was always yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We, we are the divided states of America, and I, I'd loved I'd love to see us be. I would love to find a way to fix that. More united. Yeah. Sometime in the not too distant future, and and and, and I would love for it to be an organic evolutionary thing and not slam together because of a crisis. Right. And right right? Now, I don't want a crisis or a war or a tragedy to bring us together. I want us to be able to just stop. And before the tragedy occurs, before the crisis occurs, before the heartbreak occurs, we can stop and look at each other and go, we're on the wrong path. And it's can crazy because the pandemic is a crisis. It is. And it, and it brought us apart more. It, 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 it's it, weird. It's just crazy. You know, it's yeah. it, that, that, that boggled my mind how that, how that yeah like you said how it was politicized and it's you you'd think that would have brought us closer is Mm -hmm. but if it was handled differently it might have but but you know with all the stuff going on with a lot of the states now trying to separate themselves even more it's it's going to be a while before we can even try to be united yeah so that's yeah sad it's crazy yeah. I don't understand it. I just. Well, we need to end on a high note here. Okay, we need we need to switch gears to a high note. Before we're going to end this. We gotta, we're going to end, end on a high, high note. note. We're going to end on yeah. a high note. Oh! <laughs> I like that. That works. Um, so let me leave you with this thought. Okay. If necessity was the mother of invention, my question is this: Who knocked up necessity, and why did she name her kid invention? <laughs> and on that note and on that happy and pious note (laughs) Uh, okay so the next time the next time we record we're not gonna be able to do the uh the ringing phone trick because we're actually gonna be in the same room Uh, that's the plan that's That's the plan we're gonna we're gonna do our darndest to make that happen we might have to just do the phone trick just for the fun. You know, why are you answering the phone? I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've done this stuff before, Chris. I am you when you were. You heard it here first, ladies we, and gentlemen. We, we used to I am each other when we were sitting right next to each other. This has been another recording of Dan and Chris Save the World. <laughs> we now return you to your regularly scheduled lifetime already in progress. Who needs Fiverr? I can do my own damn voice. This is Don Pardo wishing you good night. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Is that a high enough note for you? That was good. Okay. That was that good? Yes. Yeah, hey, good. here's another thing. I've got Legos to build. I'm 50 Ooh. years old and I have Legos to build. I'm working on that. That's good stuff. I, I, I saw that. I hope they come out with that Back to the Future 
set. Did you see that? The Zorian idea? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I got got the ideas one, which is a small one. This one would be like three times the size, so I'm looking forward to that one. I I like the DeLorean. Uh, Well, All right, so I will talk to you very soon, most likely about Mm -hmm. two seconds after we finish recording. (laughs) That's very soon, yes. That's very soon. And uh, and you guys listening at home, we love you. We hope you guys are doing great. Um, we're still waiting for questions. You know, nobody's asked us any questions yet. We'll be happy to discuss your topics on Dan and Chris Save the World. Uh, oh, so, just talk about we talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we Dan and I, Dan and I have been friends for thirty six years. We have plenty of things that we can bring up to talk about. So yes. we're not worried for we're not we're not you know pining for uh, for topics, but we're just giving you the opportunity to join. Pining the for the fields. <laughs> pining for the fields. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Not sorry. Never mind. No, you're not sorry. You know, the one thing I'm reassured of is that Tanya will not understand that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Bye. Bye.